were just two regular dudes from a state far away. I wouldn't want to live in. They DJ and lift weights. They think they are so great, but no one cared about their opinions. So they start a podcast, I-O-L-T-O-S. I only like their old stuff. That's what they'd say. Whether they hate or hype, they're almost never This one might be, this one might be one for the lost archives. What's we'll up? Pull something out of our ass. Yeah. What's up? Welcome to episode one ninety one of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we ask the question, "What's the hype?" I'm Jay Ho, and with me is Groove. Y'all better be grateful for us. <laughs> just be great. Just starting out of the gate. Yeah. You know what? Well, neither one of us is neither one of us is in the mood to record this podcast, but we owe it to the fans, and by God, y'all owe us your love. Because right, it. that's right. We uh, man, it has been a challenging set of weeks for us. Uh, this one might be real upbeat and exciting, um, and inspiring. Probably not. Uh, we were never here to be inspiring. No, I haven't even put up the last episode yet. That's how bad the past two weeks have been. Yeah, I noticed um, that. Yeah, I'll put it up. Well, I have. I assume I have by the time this is up. Just yeah, we'll see how time works. Maybe I'll do them out. Maybe I'll do them out of order. Just do them out of order <laughs> Don't do to, that. Just to shake it up a little bit. Well, I think we talked you do about it out of order. Somebody like somebody like you know Matt is going to say. Bob, why is 193 up, but 192 well, doesn't up? Actually, well, last episode we talked about school shootings, so that's not this. Uh, this one's not really. <laughs> <laughs> that's two in a row. Super depressing. That. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Whatever. It's just the world we're living in right now. Uh, what's up? You got any housekeeping? Housekeeping? No. So I, I lost audio for a second. Do you have any housekeeping? You know, let's just give shout outs to shoulder surgery, Dan. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm down with that. He's he's gone from he's gone from shoulder surgery Dan to double surgery Dan. Do you have another surgery? Yeah. On his shoulder? No. Oh. I it's yeah. like groin or something. <laughs> Is that why you're being all coy about it? Yeah. He had surgery on his big toenail. Yeah. He's just surgery Dan now, I guess. Surge Dan. Surge Dan. Uh, Kyle's gotten a lot of uh, attention over the past couple weeks. (laughs) (laughs) In our our Instagram group, Kyle keeps, anytime somebody sees pickles, they've been posting, just thinking about Kyle, you know, because he loves pickles so much. That man loves pickles. I do too. I, I was, do too. I respect it. I was over at his house last night. Yeah. Ate dinner over there. Yeah. He, he uh have any pickles for you? <laughs> this is, that was his whole dinner. Little he just a bowl of pickle pickles. chips. 
That's crazy. I've never seen somebody. He ate a whole dill pickle. Yeah. And then he ate pickle slices. And then he had dill pickle flavored lays. There you go. He just that was his whole dinner. That man can't get enough of uh some pickles. He had a he had a bib on and he had a knife and fork and was cutting the cutting the pickle up. Speaking of eating something with a knife and fork, I'm watching Seinfeld for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. We we we've talked about that a few episodes ago. There's an episode where this rich dude eats a Snickers with a fork and knife. <laughs> I forgot about that. I so that. you know, Costanza yeah. hears about this and he's like, "Oh, that must be what the upper uh, upper crust do." <laughs> so he's sitting in his business meeting with the Yankees and he pulls out his Snickers and he starts eating it <laughs> with, with a fork and knife. And it's just like a sea story throughout yeah. the whole episode. By yeah. the end of the episode, everybody in this restaurant's eating eating candy bars with forks and knives. <laughs> Oh, 90s era jokes, man. Let's go. That's the best thing about that show is the little the little jokes in it, you know? Like the little yeah. the little bits. Um Yeah. Let's not talk anymore about Seinfeld. People okay. are gonna turn off. Right, well, man. they ain't gonna turn the episode on to begin with, but if they did, they'd turn it off. People love Seinfeld. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh well, what's the hype? <laughs> Honestly, the hype is the fact that we made this happen. I mean, I don't think either one of us was in a position to do it this week. And yeah, you know, it's just the fact that we're just we're just so good to our fans. It's all about it's all about making other people feel like they owe us something. That's what it is for me. So we're doing this <laughs> under duress because you people have demanded it. Um. Actually, you have. Uh, y'all need to know, though. Either. Y'all need to know that one of, I'm not going to say which one, but one of Jay has Instagram handles is Duraspacito. <laughs> it is. That's my. That's my Magic the Gathering name. Because Duress is a right. mag, Duress is a famous Magic card. It's a. It makes you discard a card. It's like it's. It's a card that gets reprinted all the time because people they use it so much. So yeah. I, I, I I use that with combine it with uh, Despacito to make it Duraspacito. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's much wittier in the magic universe than it is in you know. I don't know. I, th- I thought I was pretty witty without <laughs> even knowing. I've gotten some shout outs. There's people that I've played, but Wizards of the Coast is the company that makes magic, and I've had people that worked for Wizards shout me out on Twitter that I didn't even talk to or anything. They just played against me online and saw that, and they were like, "Whoever Duraspacito is, that's the greatest name of all time and stuff." So, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> what's your hype um well in a week of, of absolute garbage uh last late last week i went with i was home and we'll get to that later while i was home in my hometown of north augusta but i got to go with my nephew to uh my favorite uh, traditional mexican restaurant um and i my hype is freshly made tortillas okay have you had fresh tortillas before like I mean, I Home- have before, homemade. but I can't remember when. Man, I that homemade tortilla, you know, it's got, you can tell it's homemade because the edge is a little rough on it. It's not properly pressed and everything. A fresh made tortilla is like a different food altogether from a regular tortilla. It's just so good. Like hot out the oven, and it's like, you know, obviously I've got tacos made with these fresh tortillas. And uh, yeah, a little, little beacon in the, in the darkness there. Some fresh tortillas traditional tacos you know i like hearing that there's a there's a woman that trains at the club she's uh guatemalan 
and she was talking to me just last week. She's like, have you ever been to this, you know, this restaurant? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nope. She's like, well, if you go in those doors, you're in Guatemala. You basically have to have a passport to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm down for that. That's what I want. The shout outs, to, shout outs. <laughs> if you know, my car. I ain't got no passport right now, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you did, what you do, and you're going you to know. the Guatemala restaurant. We have a traditional Mexican restaurant. Well, we have several here in Wilmington. The one that I like here is not, it's, I, I don't like it as much as the one back in North Augusta, but uh, it is very traditional. And it's like walk in, nobody speaks English. Um, they got all the salsa is hot as hell. Ain't no mild yep. salsa in there, you know. One time I went in there. It's funny because it's it's in a place that's not far from where the tourists would would wander into that were coming to the beach, you know. Yeah. And they'll go in there thinking it's like Tex-Mex, you know, combo number three Mexican restaurant, yep. which is a different thing altogether. And one time I was behind these two old, uh, these two old white ladies, and one of them said, "They don't have salsa like what we call salsa." I just about lost it. I was just like, get the get the fuck out. I'll say it for these people that work here. Get out. Get out. Uh, go to Taco Bell. Fuck you. Yeah, what you're saying is they, they don't have paste salsa. They have hot and hotter. That's what you got. New York City. New York City. I said, I said that the other day to somebody. They didn't get it. It was a very particular time for the paste commercial. Um, I guess they probably haven't done those commercials in like 20 years. No, but, but no, I honestly, so Joe, it's probably it's probably thirty years. Thirty years. That was the joke, though. But why was it? It was like Pace is authentic. New York City. No, Pace, Pace was made in San Antonio, right? And it was people sitting around a campfire. The salsa was like, "Wait, this stuff's made in New York City. <laughs> New a- York City. Pace made in San Antonio." <laughs> Because the competitors were made in New York City, that's what they were. They yeah. were accusing the competitors of being yeah. made in New York City. <laughs> New Can't York make City salsa in New York City. New York City. Yeah. The, the and the idea that Pace considered themselves authentic enough to say talk trash about other salsas. Oh, they don't give yeah. a shit. They just brand in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for just sure. make the other sound worse, sound and like, therefore you become yeah, better. We're the fresh stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, let's get into othering. Let's get into discourse analysis here as it relates to branding <laughs> in national media campaigns. That's what we break podcast. it down. Let's do it. We'll, we'll we'll turn this into a marketing podcast. <laughs> uh, what what's your hype? I already said the fact that we're giving. Oh this yeah, gift that to we're doing people. this. That we're doing this for yeah. the people. Yeah, sure. What's uh, what's your not the hype? Fucking Texas, man. Texas. Fuck San Antonio. Fuck the whole state of Texas. Let them annex themselves. Let them secede. Yeah. Yeah. Do we need them? I don't know. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, you know. When's the last time you went to Texas? I've never been to Texas, so. Okay. Let me tell you something. Word of advice. Don't go to Texas. Don't go to Texas. I heard Austin's do, cool, right? If you do, if you do, call it a fanny pack because over there, <laughs> your fanny means your bum. Okay. That's good to know. I mean, I've, I, I'm the only thing I'm interested in in Texas is is the barbecue brisket. Well, but I can get that other that. places, you know. So I don't they have to do go have there. Yeah. To be honest, like there's only a couple states that if you told me, uh, yeah, that that it just stopped existing today, 
I would be like bummed out. There's only a couple, you know. If you're I like mean, Texas, like, I mean, I could go with like I could go with the ten states of America. Yeah, there's I could pick if you're like pick ten, I'd be like, well, I'd probably pick a solid seven. Maybe we'll let a couple <laughs> slide. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd rather, I'd rather fifteen. Do, I, give me fifteen. Just do five, six, maybe seven, <laughs> something like that. Just, you know what? Fuck it. Just get, I'll take two. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Yeah, fuck Texas. There's some pretty bad shit going on out there. I do know a lot of people from there though, and they're not horrible people. So I don't know. Well, fuck Ted Cruz in particular. Yeah, I'll fuck say him. That. Well, I'll get behind that. Fuck him. Trash. Real political today. You are a man. You know, you know what it is? I'm I'm hangry. Yeah, me too. And yeah. so I'm not really interested in censoring myself. There you go. I'm not Just interested the, in being polite. Let your stomach tell the tell your emotions. Let the, let the stomach tell the story. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. What's your not the hype? Uh, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I figure I should just say it. My mom had a stroke a couple weeks ago, and uh, that was a horrible experience, and continues to be. Obviously, um, I don't know. She's doing as good as she could right now. She hasn't lost like motor skills or uh. Or speech or whatever, it's been not lightly impacted all that, which is we were really lucky on. But like, I was just confronted with my parents' mortality, and it yep. was not a fun thing. My dad is already, my dad had a really had a, like five stents put in, and he's been doing poorly and has some dementia going on and stuff, you know. And I I tell stories about my mom and dad on the podcast all the time, you know, and I make fun of how ridiculous they are sometimes, but I love them and uh, I don't want to see them in this era of their life, they're just so kind of unhappy and, and hurting. And, uh, yeah, having my mom go through that and we didn't know she would make it through the night. They had to do surgery immediately. She fell down the stairs, broke her collarbone. Then they figured out at the hospital, they figured out, Oh, she fell down the stairs cause she had a stroke, you know? And mm. so she's still in the hospital and now we're fighting with the insurance company. They don't, they say that she doesn't need rehab, you know, physical therapy. And I'm like, what? she's an 82 year old woman that, needs to learn how to walk properly again and stuff. And, you know, they're fighting us on that. So it's been whatever I had to go. I went home for, a, you know, almost two weeks, like 10 days uh, to help take care of my dad while my mom was in the hospital. And, um, I mean, there were some positives out of it. I got to see my brother and sister and like my brother and I aren't super close, but I got to kind of spend some time with him and, and that was good. And I think that it's like made our relationship better. And then my sister and I are really close, you know, and so I got to spend some time with her and my nephew and my great niece and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, the, the, just the notion of like, <laughs> I've just, this past two weeks has just been a blur of like m me dealing with that and being like emotionally exhausted and then not getting things done. I wanted to get done and then feeling like what's wrong with me. And then being like, shit, it's Friday already what happened to the week. Um, but I guess it's just part of going through something like this, you know? And yeah, I don't know. I'm lucky. They're both my, both my parents are still here, but you know, I know that the time is that I have with them is short and it's tough. And we're confronting a lot of, you know, a lot of the funny, ridiculous stories I tell about my family that's rooted in like our family culture of like, we don't talk about certain things. We don't communicate about certain things. We make certain things a big deal that probably shouldn't be and don't make things a big deal that should be. Um, 
instead of kind of dealing with that, my sister and I, and my brother too, all three of us were kind of taking stock of like how, what led us here and look at who we are and like our whole family is just kind of strange, but I guess everybody's is. Um, but anyway, that's, that's just not the hype. I mean, that's the most, not the hype I've had in a long, long time. So, uh, yeah, sorry to be a bummer, but you know, well, I, you know, did, I, I guess my hope for you is that you got some good photos that you can send to the picture frame. I do. Yeah, I do. That picture frame is working over time. There's some, there's a <laughs> lot of photos on it. I've seen some of that. Clearly my nephew has taken some of those cause they're kind of ridiculous. So, yeah. I need to send some photos to the photo frame. Um, yeah. So, so before this is two weeks ago, um, before Joey told me that, you know, what he, what he just talks about on the, here yeah. on the podcast he started sending me pictures it's just like real non sequitur type pictures from uh from out of town obviously yeah from my but, parents um, house yeah yeah so but he hadn't told me yet and he sent me a picture of this poster <laughs> it's a poster hung on a wall that is clearly like late 70s early 80s era early wood 80s. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Late, and late, then, late 70s yeah yeah, and the poster has been thumbtacked into the wall, maybe even yeah. tacky tape. It's like and a it's, uh, sticky, gooey stuff, yeah. Yeah, tacky tape. It's yeah. a delightful blue background with some um, plant life and two puppies that are of the dachshund breed, yep. dachshund breed. They're laying over a rock and looking up and to the right and in – um some beautiful font above it it says together we can lick anything <laughs> and so i hadn't talked to joey in a couple of days and uh last friday just at 8 30 at night he just sent me a picture that says together we can lick anything <laughs> i knew you would appreciate and, it so sure that was my first clue that something was up you were out yeah. of town you hadn't told me that you were out of town so yeah. obviously it was out you know out of nowhere and then um <clears throat> the next day at six o'clock in the evening, he sends me a picture of uh, it's two parakeets, uh, one large and the other one not as large, and they're in a prom pose. They're cartoon parakeets in a prom <laughs> pose, and it says "Life Saver Restaurants." Yeah, that's right, Life Saver. Life Saver. He says, "My my whole family's eating here tonight." Yeah. <laughs> It's a local chain, uh, local chain in North Augusta. Wife saver, you're a life saver. Wife saver. That's the jingle. And their to-go box says, put a little south in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's what it says. He's not making that up. I sent him a picture <laughs> of that too. Yep. It is, uh, wow. Wow. Wife saver, you know? The, it's, uh, the implications of that are are. are many so oh no i didn't i didn't thaw the chicken oh, i burned, have to go I to the, burned the casserole what am i gonna do yeah <laughs> Peggy, yeah where's my dinner oh i i went to wife saver thanks wife saver is a life saver <laughs> we talked on the show before about local jingles and how they just burn into your brain for the rest of your I can't remember somebody's phone number, but I can remember the uh, Carpet Country jingle from back in the day. You know, I remember, um, I never knew that O'Reilly's Auto Parts was a, a national chain. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I, 
I was like maybe 11 years old when I saw their commercial and it looked so mm-hmm. bad. I thought it was a local one. <laughs> yeah. And they, the song is, Oh, 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 Riley's. Yeah. Oh, Riley's auto parts. And I experienced pity. <laughs> and I, I felt bad. I was like, Oh, this little local oh, parts store made this terrible, terrible commercial. commercial. And they think that song jingle. is good. They're yeah. going to go out of business. Yeah. They still use that jingle. It's still yeah, on the radio they, and stuff. You I still mean, hear it. Yeah. I guess it's working. I mean, here's the thing. I pitied them, but I can still sing it. That's true. Those those even those shitty local jingles like stick with you. Carpet yeah, country where we grow our own. Yeah. What? Yeah. Carpet country where we grow our own. And the commercial had animated carpet, rolls of carpet growing up the uh, screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a drug front. You just yeah. Didn't oh know. yeah, yeah. How about there was a place called Master Fabricators, and their jingle was "You'll always get the shaft to drive shaft at Master Fabricators." You'll always Somebody, get the shaft to drive shaft. What's the name of that mattress mattress firm? What's yeah, the name of that mattress, mattress firm? Yeah. Somebody, somebody, I remember on like Instagram or TikTok or something did this whole breakdown on how they're convinced it's a front because there's always like, there's like 30 of them in every city and nobody's ever in them. Yeah. Yeah. And they often go out of business and then come back in business and yeah, they're just moving money around. Follow the money. Oh, 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 Riley. Yeah. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. What? I just want, I'm going to apologize in advance. Okay. I want my baby back, baby back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was the height of comedy for a while. There was a period of time when the, the, the Chili's baby back ribs. That was a lot of, lot of references of that. Before we had memes and stuff, it, she was just, just laughing about the baby back ribs song. Like, barbecue sauce here's the thing here's the thing you're clowning that yeah but we still to this day <laughs> answer the phone and say what is that we do we say what is that for the old uh the old budweiser was up commercial yeah what have you been consuming um oh i had some hype still out but oh that's right yeah. i forgot you have any hype still i forgot out? about We've only been doing the podcast for how long? <laughs> I mean, since no, why would you? Yeah, why would you remember that? Uh, do you have any hype still out? Yeah. I what do. is it? What's your hype still out? <clears throat> Next weekend is when Bill and I are going down to New York City. Oh, New York City! <laughs> going to get some salsa while you're down there. We're going to get some <laughs> Chili's baby bag rings, yeah. baby. Go down yeah. there and go, go to Chili's. It's like when Michael Scott went to Sparrow. When his... My favorite New York slice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I, I don't, because here's the thing if you haven't uploaded last week's episode yet, you're going to upload last week's episode this week. Yeah. And then next week, you'll upload this the week, new episode yeah. where uh-huh. I'm talking about this. And I'm thinking it's going to come out after Bill and I have gone. Right. Probably, yeah. So I'm if it hasn't come out by then, I'm gonna troll Bill. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, hey, can we go? You think we can go? Can we go to Bubba Gump? <laughs> can we go to Times Square? Can we go, go, go get there. a nice cement shrimp get down there. Can we get Bubba Gump shrimp? Yeah, I got a reservation. <laughs> the local seafood place. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I don't know what would be worse. 
Uh, Bill trying to tolerate that or me having a stomach going to Bubba Gump Shrimp Company? <laughs> to have to sell the joke, to sell the bit. Yeah. Myself. yeah. Yeah, it would be tough. I don't know. Just Bill would be so polite. I think he would just just make the best i think he would i think he would treat it as like a this is this man is more cultured than anyone i know he and he's you know the last time when when we all hung out he was talking about eating at this restaurant in in georgia the country the the republic of georgia and he and he says like every time we go travel i'll go travel somewhere i try to eat you know the local and that's what maybe that's what i'll do is i'll say hey bill i know you like to eat the most authentic thing when you get the local food it's bubba gump down there Let's go that. Let's get some New York pizza. Let's get that Sabaro pizza. Let's get because he doesn't watch TV either. I can yeah. snag that st- that yeah. joke from the office. He yeah, you can. Know. Let's go to Sabaro. Get my favorite. You know, authentic. Um, you're supposed to yeah. fold it. <laughs> What's your hype still out? My hype still out is um. You know, I've been listening to the Giant Bomb podcast for years. That that video game website, Giant Bomb. And uh, I think last year on the show, I talked about how three of the founding members left because um, they got yeah. bought by a big company. And then like the three founding members, it was like my, one of my favorite people was one of the three. And so they left and formed this other company and they're doing really great. But I, the, the, I've still been listening to Giant Bomb too. But the, the, the founder of Giant Bomb, like the guy that started it with Ryan Davis, who passed away several years ago, um, Jeff Gersman, uh, left like surprisingly like all of the sudden uh left giant bomb and it's a big deal because he founded it and he's the one that's been in control of it all this time and like there's theories that like he had to stay when those other guys left because he was under contract from this big company they were owned by cbs at some time and they were owned by some other like investment firm or something now and he left and he i mean it, it it's clearly like it seems like it was maybe not the greatest splitting i don't know because he didn't really get to say goodbye on, you know, usually they those other guys said goodbye and everything. He didn't say goodbye. They just announced that he wasn't with them anymore. But he's going out to do his own thing. I thought that when he was out, he would be out because he got kids now and stuff. And he kind of like, he'd been like, he's been kind of negative on video games for years now. Uh, and I thought, well, he's done, you know, he's done this forever. Um, but he's doing his own thing. And uh, I don't know. I'm going to listen to it. And uh, he's got his own podcast. The Jeff Gersman Show It's going to be his new thing. And uh, we'll see if it's, uh, you know, I, I miss those old days of the Giant Bomb stuff. I loved their year-end wrap-up where they did the top, their top games of the year and everything. And uh, that's all changed over time as video game journalism has changed. And so he's going to strip it down to, like, more of a, you know, more of a Patreon kind of thing, which is what those other guys did when they went and formed Nextlander. Um, that first that first lineup was that not Sean and Rick Astley and uh, Jeff Green? No, you're thinking of that was from One Up. Um, one Up, One Up, and that was uh, yeah that that was one of the great lineups of uh, it was the computer the computer whatever the computer publication was over there. They were all on that, and we solicited that because that you know they were all funny. Yeah, um, that was a killer time. I mean, yeah, that you was, know, that was back. That was early days of podcasts. We're talking yeah. 2005 to 2008. Mm-hmm. Sean Elliott. Yeah. Sean Elliott. Thank yeah. you. And Rick Astley went on to, was it Rick Astley? Rick Astley's the singer. Um, It's yeah. Robert Ashley. Robert Ashley. Robert Ashley. Yeah. He did that. Uh, What was that long form 
journalism podcast. You got me the poster I'm, of it. Um, I was relying on you to remember it because that podcast was fucking so awesome. good. He only did like six episodes or something of it, but it was like a deep yeah. dive into the history of. He did one on pinball, I think, or something. Pinball's the one that stands out. Yeah, but you got me the poster of that. I have that poster, and um, yeah, I don't see it behind you. I, it's not up here, but you know, it's, it's I'll not. Get, up I'll at get all. it up there. I'll get it up there. Um, we'll see. It's in the. I think it's in the same place my modest mouse posters are, which I have not gotten frames for in 20 fucking years but i mean you know yeah that, you'll get around to it. that was the golden age of podcasts all the one-up shows and then i, I kind of got on to like giant bomb kind of came up after that crashed like all the one-up stuff they all quit or got fired and they let a bunch of people go and then uh the giant bomb kind of came along in that second era after that and well the thing that i was thinking about that one-up <clears throat> lineup is like the way podcasts have changed, like people give us shit for our podcast being an unreliable amount of yeah. time and often longer than an hour. Yeah. Their podcast was four hours long. Yeah, every week it was that. It was that. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I would listen to it twenty minutes at a time throughout uh -huh. the week, yeah. and then a new one would be up. You know. Yeah. Yep. And then <clears> so you, once again, y'all yeah. should be grateful. You should. You should be grateful that we do any of this at all. But uh, yeah, that's my hype still out. Shout out to Jeff Gersman. Good luck. I'm sure you'll be listening to my podcast while you're preparing yours. So, <laughs> you know, there you go. Uh, all right. So what you been consuming? Uh, so I just did a rewatch of the, of the BBC office. Yeah. How was that? Uh, <clears throat> held up. I mean, there's still, there's, here's the thing about it is like, I think I know it all. Yeah. And then there were a couple moments that was just like, oh my god, I forgot all about forgot that. About you know? it, yeah. So that was nice. That was nice. Excellent um, storytelling. Like that. That show was well. That was a well executed story. Yeah. Um. I went back and tried to finish the Ricky Gervais stand up Supernature. Oh, I didn't even try. We talked about that on the last episode, but uh, how, how it, did it you... did it. He got out of the trans stuff. Yeah. Like maybe 30 seconds after I turned it off the first time. Yeah. And he got into more of, it's really, honestly, it's kind of like just a retread of the stuff that he's already talked about in his other yeah. specials. So I didn't finish it, but it wasn't as bad as I initially thought. Um, <clears throat> and then as far as music is concerned, um, I don't think anybody listens to this podcast that actually likes the Grateful Dead. Um, so I'm I'm not really outing myself as like a as like a poser here because yeah. nobody else cares. But there's a band um, referred to commonly as J Rad, and it's Joe Russo's Almost Dead. Mm -hmm. And Joe Russo's like he's um, either I I can't remember. I mean I just I read the Wikipedia page like three <clears throat> days ago because I kept you know hearing people talk about J Rad. And I one of the band members is from Ween. Mm. I don't know if that's Joe Russo or not. Okay. Right. Um, another guy is from another band that's like on that Ween level, mm -hmm. which is like real popular within a niche community. Yeah. The, the keyboard player is Marco Benevito, who that was when I was like, what? This Marco Benevito is like one of the five keyboardists that I can name by name. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he's this like real jazzy, kind of jammy kind of dude. And he has his own career yeah. so all these guys have their own career and they come together and they play covers of grateful dead songs uh. and it sounds i mean it's like honestly to be honest with you if you like 
if you like kind of some improvisation in your music, some jam band stuff, but you don't really get it when it comes yeah. to the Grateful Dead, fucking try J-Rad out because their shit is popping, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't care who you are. I, I listen to, I've been listening to it for three days straight. It's really fun to listen to. They cover some other stuff, too, and some of their other sets. You know, all their mm-hmm. stuff on, like, Spotify is live. But they did some Almond Brothers. They they covered a who uh no uh the band um Atlantic City yeah. like that's a that's a killer cover. It's real fun to listen to. These guys are great musicians. They play well together, and it sounds like if you took the dial of the band that they're covering and just twisted it forward twelve years, mm-hmm. you know, like some of the jams, you know that. I, I okay. I'm really gonna sound absurd here, but I think a lot of when it comes to jam bands, especially <clears throat> music, is of a time, and the kind of improvisation that was happening, the kind of language that, uh, the kind of musical language that like Jerry Garcia and 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 Bobby Weir and so on and so forth they were talking in is a little bit dated to my ears now. Now I'm not saying it's totally dated. It's still incredible. It's still really interesting and engaging, but the conversation that's happening now. It's just a different tone. It's a different, you know, key. It's a it's a di- different moments. Those moments that were already kind of explored are scaffolding for the moments that are being explored now. So it was really interesting to hear these covers, uh, the same style, you know, yes, yes, but no, you know, like same, same, but different kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, I kind of like can't believe I've been sleeping on that band for so long. Now there's people out there, you know, there's some people that like, you know, our friend like Edward Baldwin and and like Linda Laney, they mm-hmm. they won't listen to Dead and Company. They won't listen to J Rad. They only listen to the Grateful Dead. Like there's no cover band that's good enough. You may as well listen to the original source. For me, mm-hmm. I'm not like that at all. Yeah. I'll listen to it all. I don't give a fuck. It's fun, you know. Um I'd so I'm, I'm curious because I think uh I think, you know, maybe Mikey and Josh still listen to this podcast. Who knows? They're never number yeah. one fan, but I think those two guys I'd be interested to hear what they have to say about it. My assumption is Josh doesn't really fuck with them, and Mikey does because <laughs> yeah. Mikey because Mikey listens to anything. anything you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he's right. like, yeah, I yeah. listen to them; they're good. And he's probably like, yeah, I saw him in concert five times in 2001. I'll see if they have a cover of a Touch of Grey. You know, they do. The only, they the do only, have a cover of Touch of Grey, and it's fun only, to listen to. Yeah, I'll send it to you. That's the only Grateful Dead. I mean, I like I like a handful of Grateful Dead songs. I like Touch of Grey. I like that album, which everybody hates. In the dark and uh, American Beauty, I will go to the mat and say that's a fantastic album. Fantastic, like start to finish, great album. Really Grateful Dead. Well, um, but you know, give them a shot. In general, fuck the Grateful Dead. So. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What What about you? I, as I do, I've been revisiting old stuff, but I do have something new that I've listened to this week, um, relatively oh, new. Oh, wow. Uh, the old stuff I've been listening to, uh, I went back and listened to First Aid Kit's uh, Lion's Roar album. That's the, uh, the sis- their sisters, I believe, from, uh, like, they're from Sweden, I think. Um, I listened to that because you were talking about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I told you in, in Ninja T, check it out again. Um, man, that album's great. It's just a nice, like, it's like country you know, in indie rock country stuff by these two Swedish girls. They wrote that album when they were like 14 or something. They wrote those songs themselves. Uh, that The main Crazy. song is uh, Emmy Lou, which is, is like comparing like saying like, I'll be, uh, I'll be your Graham and 
or you be my Graham and I'll be your Emmy Lou. Uh, so it's like, you know, because Graham Parsons and Emmy Lou Harris were songwriting partners and potentially more than that. And it's sort of like about the like intimacy of singing with somebody and making music with somebody. Um, and I, I got back on it cause I saw this video of, uh, Amy Lou Harris was honored by the, the Swedish Grammys a couple years ago as like their special guests for the Royal Awards or whatever. And the King of Sweden is there and everything. And first aid kit performed that song. And, um, Amy Lou Harris was crying the whole time and stuff, you know, it's like cool. really, really good. Um, that, that yeah. album's great. Um, it's a little sad. I mean, it's a little like wistful, but. If you just want something to chill out to, it's, <clears throat> it's excellent. Basically, just a chilled out entertainer. Did you enjoy it listening to it again? Yeah, no, yeah. it's great. It's good. It's good stuff. It's a, it's a really good album. It's just like one of those. It's like, man. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of stuff that you have gotten into over the past like five, six, seven years, you know, and gotten yeah. me into. Um, uh, but yeah, it's great. Um, and I, you know, I've listened to some of their other stuff too, and it's good too. Uh, but that album is just like their masterpiece. Um, and I've been I listened to some old MIA. Hey, Bamboo Banger. Yeah, it's, it's stuff is still good, particularly the stuff that Diplo produced for her uh, with her. Uh, that stuff is great. That really early MIA stuff, but some of her later stuff too is really good. Um, I just went through like a sorry timeout timeout yeah. I just want to let the fans, like a couple of the fans, just heard that. Heard what? You just, you just literally created our namesake. Oh, what? So, oh, well, her, her early her, stuff is great. Yeah, I mean, her, some of her later stuff is. Good I mean, too, that's what that's oh, what yeah. the nature of the show is, right? So it's like, of course. <laughs> no, is, we started the show to clown those people, but yeah, it turns but out we're, it's not you know, you are. Yeah, It's not nag. You're that oh. guy. And then, me. I mean, and then, uh, I listen to Placebo, who I go back to every once in a while. Do you know who Placebo is? No. They did the cover of Where Is My Mind on the Fight Club soundtrack that's famously oh, okay. over that final thing. The reason I got back to them is they did a cover of Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill that was used in the mm-hmm. OC. Uh, we haven't gotten to that part yet of the OC, but it's used in this particular scene in the OC. But everybody's been talking about that Kate Bush song because I guess it's in Stranger Things. I have not caught up on. I'm not. I'm. We haven't watched the new season yet. Yeah. But spoiler alert: that song. Where you, there's no way you can't know it because it's everybody has been like, I, I listen to. You you shouldn't listen to Kate Bush now because I already listened to her and you're not allowed to listen to her. You're not allowed to like her now. They're like super. Like that song's been in that running up that up that hill has been in like two hundred thousand pieces of media, and everybody's like, I, I can't believe they've used it this way. I'm like, it, they've already used it a bunch of times. Kate Bush has made a lot of money off of licensing that to things. So calm down, everybody. Uh, Kate's just great. Kate Bush is great. Big Boy's number, Big Boy's favorite artist in the, of all time, Kate Bush. Did he tell you that when you met him? He did. No, but I saw he's he's written about it several times. I think that they, they I think they collaborated on a song at some point. I don't know if it's ever come out or whatever, but um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I was thinking about Placebo. They did that song, uh, Pure Morning. Friend in needs a friend indeed. Nope. Uh, it was like a early 2000s. It was all over the radio. You would it's, it's this real chugging guitar and drum machine sound to it. They're kind of, 
I don't know what you call them. But anyway, I was back to listen to them. They have some some albums that I really like. Uh, but the new thing that I was listening to, uh, we mentioned that I was at uh, the Halcyons, the, the the my favorite restaurant, uh, Mexican restaurant in North Augusta, and uh, they had a jukebox there, and somebody put on one of the songs from the new Bad Bunny album. Um, and that Bad Bunny album, I'm going to massacre this because I can't pronounce Spanish well. The new Bad Bunny album is called Un Verano Sinti. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got a heart on the cover, uh, like a heart with legs. Uh, I don't know if you're into Bad Bunny or not. I can't really say that I am, other than he started getting popular towards the end of me DJing regularly and because people were getting into Latin music in the club and everything. And I, I've, his stuff was like, He's he's guested on a lot of stuff and like his stuff is good. Like you don't have to like that type of music to like his stuff. He's really kind of it's it, it, he's taken a lot of influences from mumble rap, you know, and he kind of that's kind yeah. of his delivery. And <clears throat> uh, he's an interesting dude too because he's super uh, advocate for uh, LGBTQ communities and stuff, and has like kind of stuck his neck out there in a way that some of his fellow artists has not for uh, for people. And he seems like a nice dude. I mean, he's just like interviews and stuff. But anyway, all that aside, uh, he was in the Narcos last year, the the, the most recent uh, season of Narcos as like a bit part. And he's great because he's always known for his hair. He used to have like uh, real short hair and he would have designs cut into it. And now he's got this like big curly hair that he's doing. But he was, it, that Narcos was set in the 80s. And so he had like the 80s haircut and everything. He was awesome in that. But this new album is really good. It's like, I think it's a double album because it's like 20 songs or something. And it yeah. goes through. I don't know. I don't know enough about the types of uh, Latin music genres, but there's a lot of different influences on it. Um, some of it sounds like kind of trap music, and then other stuff sounds like uh, reggae or reggaeton, you yeah. know, type things. Uh, the song that was playing on that jukebox, I shazammed it. I was like, I think this is Bad Bunny. I shazammed it. Was uh, "Me Fui de Vacaciones," which I think is like about him going on vacation or something yeah um, went on vacation yeah yeah but it's a great it's a great like uh reggae influ- influenced track um i don't know check it out you might like it yeah no that's exciting there's a couple people at the club that love that bunny yeah um yeah and i i just never really put them on because i don't know what to put on i think you know what i, I mean? mean i don't know how to compare this to his older stuff because like i've liked his other stuff but i couldn't pick out one thing and be like that's the song you need to try i would listen to this song that I just said, yeah. the Vacation song, and see if you like that. And then the rest of the album's pretty sweet. Um, he's got it, the production's really good. Even if you're not into like Latin music, the beats are really good on it. Um, and, yeah. and real solid, like well produced. Um, no, that's exciting. Beats. I'll check it out. I got there's like there's a girl at the club. It's just like there's like four people that got tickets to go see him this summer. He's coming up to yeah. like Boston, you wow. know, and uh. Yeah, there was a lot of chatter about like who's going, you know, like everybody trying to get tickets and stuff. So, and it's all, you know, it's everybody, it's all people that are like younger than me that are like, that's why I really like doing, you know, part of the reason I like doing what I do is there's always a group of people between like 19 and 25 that are coming to the club and like I want to know what they're listening to because I want to, I just want to stay up on on the pulse yeah you, know? you, you wouldn't and, get exposed <clears throat> to that otherwise maybe so, yeah. yeah um I, I will say one more thing i just think it's neat um i'm going to see bonnie Vare on uh saturday night 
a um, couple of nights from now, Kwani Light Horseman is opening. Nice. That's cool. And um, that'll be my second time seeing them. And I've had tickets to see Bonnie Bear three times, and I've never <laughs> been able to see him. Yeah, we've had this discussion before. So yeah. what I think is really neat is I've referenced the fact that Goose has taken a lot of their influence from people that I've been listening to for a long time. And, um, no, you know, one of their influences is very obviously, and even admittedly Bonnie bear. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I follow them on social media and they were at a Bonnie bear show two nights ago. Oh, wow. So they're sitting they're like, it was a seated show mm -hmm. and, and just a little thing on their Instagram story, uh, you know, whoever runs their social media pan, you know, for them across, you know, all the band members sitting in the same row. And Rick, who's the front man for Goose and the lead singer, lead guitarist, primary songwriter, did not know that he was on camera. And the look on his face was of child childhood joy. Yeah. Like he was so excited to be there. And then the next night, which was last night, Goose played a set and they covered ate up all their cake which is the newest like it was a single release during the pandemic mm -hmm. from bonnie bear and it you know it was just like i saw that set list like it, it just came out you know like they just released it on like Bandcamp and and nugs so i'm gonna go listen to it tomorrow but i was like oh man that's so cool they went to a bonnie bear show two nights ago and then last night they played one of his songs yeah. that's really neat as fans yeah that's cool he it, he came here a couple weeks ago but we were out of town or something um yeah. Yeah. I would go see that show. Um, this, this, cool. this show, I mean, it sucks because the first time I got tickets to him, I got like incredible seats and yeah. it was in a very small, uh, and actually it was in the building that we saw Nate Bargatze. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then the next time he came, uh, he played in a bigger room <laughs> and this time it's an outdoor concert. Mm -hmm. Um, at like, a you know, an outdoor venue where they do summer concerts. And so it, it won't be, you know, as intimate mm -hmm. and it won't be as close. I'm not going to fight with the crowd. It's general admission. You know, I'll yeah. probably stay near the back, but, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm excited to get to see him. That's a bucket list guy for me. Yeah, definitely. I, I was shocked that you had never seen, seen him before. Cause you've been a fan for a long time. Uh, yeah. More since so that first me. album and yeah. all the way through, you know, I mean, I love volcano choir shouting matches, yeah. big red machine, like everything. We, we were talking about him today at the club because um, and this is a challenge to you as well. That song "Lost in the Woods" off my beautiful dark twisted fantasy that yeah. features that song from um, Bonnie Vera in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, the scroll of the gym was like, "There's no other song like that song." She's like, "I that that song stands on its own yeah. as a singular song." And yeah. she's like, "Try and find a song that's like that song." And she didn't mean it as. She was like, seriously, please, because I would love another one. That's yeah, so well, the production on that album is so intricate, uh, <laughs> the Dark Twisted Fantasy, that I I would compare it to, like, sounds kind of like hyperbole, but, like, I would compare the production on the album to Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, to where it's, oh, like, sure. it's so layered, and you couldn't recreate it. You couldn't go, if somebody, you could take the best producer in the world and say, recreate this, and they couldn't do it, you right. know, because it's so layer upon layer upon layer of stuff and vocals and, and things, you know. I mean, I probably could, but yeah. Most yeah, I'm talking about not, you and I excluded from that. Yeah, like, most correct, people couldn't, yeah. couldn't remake it, but. 
it's good that we brought but it we can't go a whole podcast without talking about dark twisted fantasy so, <laughs> i know it's one day i'll know how to say the title of the album properly but not th- <laughs> not today not today it's that twisted and dark the you know fantasy that, of the, that you know that bag from that movie <laughs> that famous bag that famous um, bag. That famous bag. Um, I, we're also watching Mad Men still. We are on the last season, or we're about to get into the last season. Uh, man, that show holds up. Holy shit. Um, it I may spend. be more poignant now watching it post, or, you know, post Me Too uh, era mm. and, and seeing the things and the ways that, that women were treated. It's, man, it's just well written. And uh, Don Draper is a really interesting character. Uh, come through a lot of emotions <laughs> about him. I don't think I feel differently about him than I did before. Like I, I think he's a piece of shit, but I also like kind of. Of course of, he is. But I like, also, of course he is. I also appreciate his journey in a way. Um, okay. It, it. I don't know. Without spoiling the show or whatever, I feel like there's some redemption. There's possible redemption for him. Um. It, you know, as you know, if he, whatever. But uh, I will say that uh, what's the girl that played Sally, his daughter? Um, she's she's been in Sabrina. She said multiple times that she would come back and she would like to do a show about her uh, character as an adult, like in the eighties. And I like sign me up for that. I'd be down. Like I think it'd be really interesting. Um, I I would watch it if Matthew. That, Wiener yeah, he'd have to be involved in it. But the writing on that show is just so good. And the intertwining of the stories and the way it's about certain people more than it is about others, but everybody's little story counts. Um, yeah. It's it's just interesting to, to think about it. Because um, the show is really, I think, about Peggy and Don. Like, that's the two. It's about them. But it's also very much about Joan and also very much about Sally. Um, you know? And then you have the periphery characters like, like Roger and and all this that are so important and the way it all interlocks and they, they much like the Sopranos, there's, there's st- plot lines that kind of just drift off into nothing and don't get resolved, but it feels more intentional than the Sopranos did. Like there's a lot of stuff on the Sopranos. I'm like, I think he meant to go back and wrap that up and he just got sidetracked. But with this, it feels really intentional. Uh, it's a good watch if 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 anybody of you out there have not watched Mad Men, uh, it's on it's on Amazon Prime for free right now. Um, and then I'm watching the uh, the boys. The new season of the boys has come out. I don't know if you watched that uh-huh. show. No. It, it's uh you know it's one of the it, there's two million. What a creative thing! What if Superman was an asshole? Okay, we get it. Uh, but it is it is well done. Uh, and I think it's the best out of all those. But uh, well, maybe not the if you if you throw in the Watchmen series, no. But it's good. But now it's treading on the point of like, it's like it's trying to be shocking. And once you start doing that, so leaning into that so much, I don't find that shocking particularly. I'm just like, oh okay. Like once you've shocked me a million times, it's like, well now I'm not shocked anymore. Like that's that's kind of like Garth Ennis's writing, the original, you know, the comic writer yeah. that it's based on like he that's one of my criticisms of his work in general is like he thinks that being really shocking is super hilarious and funny and i'm just kind of like eh, it's whatever i don't find it that poignant or whatever yeah. but that show has some interesting things to say about about heroes 
or about what we see as a superhero and marketing and you know this sort of stuff and homelanders are great the main the, the superman character in the show such a chilling villain like if he existed in real life he would be terrifying um and that's kind of the the conceit of the show is like shit this guy's terrifying and he could just yeah. take over our planet <laughs> by himself you know um it's worth watching i think i don't know you don't have to go out of your way to watch it it's well done everybody but... everybody that watches it likes it yeah and I, I know that you know like uh, it's it's everybody that watches it likes it i i think i've just hit that point where i don't want to get to know any new superheroes yeah I, it's I'm, it's i'm it, tired of the ones i already got it's overdone and this is like i'm telling you like i think it's because it was around the time of like around the right when it hit 2000 i guess is right when the whole genre of what if superman was a bad guy um kind of really ramped up so you got all these things they're you know all these properties now that they're they're making tv shows out of and because there's that animated show too that you started watching invincible yeah and it's the same kind of concept in a way and it's it's good too but there's the point where it it all seems kind of similar i'm like okay yeah it's whatever yeah. but um i don't know well i mean great we've we've provided the fans with a fizzle out yeah don't, don't don't watch it or don't <laughs> you know whatever i don't care don't tell me i don't care what your thoughts are on it don't don't even want to hear so forgive me for calling you fans <laughs> yeah don't, just keep it to yourself um yeah. Anything else? You got anything else? Dead Fuck air. Ted Cruz. Fuck Ted Cruz. Okay. I'm 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 with Fuck. you on that. Fuck that. Ted Cruz. Cruz exists on the same plane culturally as ticks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've yet to meet somebody that actually likes him. I'd rather have a a tick on me than Ted Cruz on me. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. That's it. Yeah. That's the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. You can find us, uh, but you can find us online on our sh- at our shitty website, IOLTOS.com. You can email us. I don't know, like their old stuff at gmail.com. We don't never get no, no Gmails no more. Uh, you can find us, uh, on Spotify and I think Apple and other places where podcasts exist. And, uh, yeah, I guess we out. See you next time. Have a good night.